Welcome to episode seven of Ready, Set, Invest, a podcast where we share stories about successful entrepreneurs and explore business opportunities in emerging industries in Medicine Hat, Alberta. I'm your host, Amanda Simonuk. This episode, we'll discuss the renewable energy industry in Southeast Alberta with Sandra Moore of Sandra Moore Consulting. Sandra conducted stakeholder engagement and comprehensive research for the Southeast Alberta Energy Diversification Strategy, also known as SEEDS. This resulted in four reports, the Industry Report, Workforce Report, Innovation and Supply Chain Report, the Moving Forward Report, and these explore the impact of renewable energy industry on Southeast Alberta. Sandra has extensive experience researching the socio-economic impacts of energy development on communities and regions, as well as rural community development, leadership, and livelihoods. She's also a PhD candidate at the University of Saskatchewan School of Environment and Sustainability. Welcome to the podcast, Sandra. How has the renewable energy industry changed in the last five years? Well, I think three main things have driven change in the renewable energy industry in the last five years. Demand, policies, and cost. So demand, more people know about it in Alberta now and are aware of the opportunities associated with renewable or clean energy from both economic and environmental perspectives. Developers can make a good profit with wind and solar farms in Alberta's deregulated energy market, and homeowners, businesses, and farmers can decrease their energy costs. A prime example of this is Green Acres Hutterite Colony just outside of Bassano. They invested over $4 million in their own 2-megawatt solar farm, so over 7,000 solar modules, to provide electricity for their hog, chicken, and plastic recycling facilities. With a 10-15 to 15 year return on investment, they say they did it for economic reasons, to produce their own electricity and to reduce their energy costs. People want to reduce their energy costs and or they want to have cleaner energy. Additionally, policies. Clean energy is a global priority, as we've seen with the Paris Agreement. Nationally, it's also a priority. The Government of Canada's pan-Canadian framework on clean growth and climate change is driving renewable and clean energy development across Canada. Likewise, the Alberta government's climate leadership plan, with the goal of reaching 30% renewables by 2030, is also driving investment and development in renewable energy and clean technology development. The International Renewable Energy Agency states that the presence of a stable, favorable policy framework remains a key factor for renewable energy job creation. Both this federal framework and provincial plan show that we can and we should address environmental concerns, decreasing emissions, while addressing economic concerns such as creating jobs and diversifying the economy. And finally, cost. Over the last decade, improvements in technology have led to a decline in the price of both solar and wind of at least 50%, with continued decreases expected in coming years. Additionally, incentive and rebate programming through provincial programs like Energy Efficiency Alberta provide opportunities for homeowners, businesses, nonprofits, and farmers to access funding for energy efficiency upgrades like solar PV installations. The Government of Alberta also currently has a proposed bill, Bill 10, in place for PACE funding, so property assessed clean energy. PACE programs are implemented in other provinces and most of the United States and provide financing for energy efficiency upgrades like solar panels that is attached to the property through property taxes, not the individual. So investing in solar panels is not a loss if you end up selling your house in a year or two. Mm, That's interesting. So you mentioned the Hutterite colony. Um, So how has this impacted Southeast Alberta, all of these policies and programs? Well, increased demand, decreased cost, and federal and provincial plans for adding renewable energy and clean technology have led to rapid growth of renewable energy and clean technology in Alberta. 
Some of the best solar and wind resources are right here in southeastern Alberta. There's a very valid reason why Tourism Medicine Hat uses the slogan Sunshine State of Mind. As of December 31st, 2017, as, we'll as indicated in the SEEDS reports, 48% of planned utility scale, so aka over one megawatt large scale wind and solar projects in Alberta are located in southeastern Alberta. As we're going to talk about in this podcast, that presents many opportunities for communities and people in southeastern Alberta to capitalize on the emerging renewable and clean technology industries. So what prompted the SEEDS reports? In 2016, three local organizations, Medicine College, the Economic Development Alliance of Southeastern Alberta, and Alberta Labor, began to consider what impacts the emerging renewable energy industry would have in Southeastern Alberta. They formed an informal collaboration and contracted Sandra Moore Consulting to prepare a report that looked into what these impacts might be. And just for the record, um, when we talk about Southeastern Alberta, the parameters of it that we use, uh, it's basically from the Saskatchewan border to Bassano, and then down from Oyen to the U.S. border. So it doesn't include Lethbridge or Calgary. Southeastern Alberta is really just that little section that I, I mentioned. We're in our own little corner Our own here. little corner, yeah. <laughs> so the first report, uh, the Southeastern Alberta Energy Diversification Report, was launched at the Southeastern Alberta Energy Diversification Symposium. All those end up being SEEDS acronyms, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was the conference that was last year at the yeah, college, right? March 3rd at the college is okay. what we did. So in that report, we looked at the large-scale wind and solar projects that were planned in Alberta on the ISO, Alberta Electric System Operator, project connection list as of the end of 2016. And we learned that 41% of projects were planned for the southeastern Alberta region. We revisited this data set from ISO for the most recent SEEDS report moving forward, and that number has increased to 48% of planned large-scale solar and wind projects on the connection list as of December 31st, 2017, are in southeastern Alberta. So at that uh, SEED symposium, there was an additional 20 speakers from uh, various diverse organizations, including Pemba Institute, Decentralized Energy Canada, Canadian Wind Energy Association, Canadian Solar Industries Association, and Economic Development Officers from municipalities in Alberta who already have wind energy projects. Both the report and the symposium showcased how eager municipalities, businesses, and people in our region were to learn about renewable energy so that they could make informed decisions regarding renewable energy projects in their communities or for their own homes or businesses. After the symposium, the SEEDS report, uh, the SEEDS group expanded to include additional regional representatives from City of Medicine Hat, City of Brooks, County of Newell, Community Futures Entrecorp, and the Apex Regional Innovation Network. And we started in mid-2017 with the aim to provide further information for our region on the opportunities and challenges associated with the rapidly emerging renewable energy industry in Alberta, specifically southeastern Alberta. So that led to the SEEDS, the Southeastern Alberta Energy Diversification Strategy, again acronym SEEDS. That includes four <laughs> reports, the Industry Report, the Workforce Report, the Innovation and Supply Chain Report, and the Moving Forward Report. All are available on the SEEDS website at www.seedsalberta.ca. To develop the reports, we held two stakeholder engagement sessions at Medicine Act College, and I also engaged with industry and community stakeholders one-on-one. -on -one. I think we had over 80 in total. Oh, what did those, who did you visit with, with those first stakeholders? Who are your stakeholders? Uh, stakeholders were mostly industry, so oh, I think okay. 60, 60 of those were industry, and then 20 were community stakeholders. So oh. community being uh, municipalities, the um, individuals who work in post-secondary institutions, those kinds of things. Oh, okay. In the reports, we aim to provide a general overview of the renewable energy, energy efficiency, and clean technology industries from global, national, and provincial perspectives. We also ask stakeholders to share with us the challenges and opportunities that they perceive to developing these industries in Southeastern Alberta. 
The reports in the strategy provide a baseline of information for diverse stakeholders in our region to proactively consider the impacts of emerging renewable and clean energy industries and move forward with developing and supporting them in Alberta, in Southeast Alberta. And hopefully these reports get businesses, entrepreneurs and innovators in our region thinking of how they can best capitalize on these emerging industries. What are some of the strengths that were identified by the SEEDS reports? Well, as a lifelong hatter, I can go on for hours about how great our region is. But as identified by the industry stakeholders that we engaged with for these SEEDS reports, the region's abundant wind and solar resources are the main strength for attracting renewable energy development in southeastern Alberta. We have some of Canada's best solar and wind potential and resources. We also excel at energy development in our region. We have many skilled energy workers and businesses in our region who could easily transition into working in renewables or diversify their business to accommodate the renewable and clean energy industries. Oil and gas and renewable energy development share many of the same processes from environmental monitoring and regulations to constructing roads and preparing project sites. Additionally, the Government of Alberta's focus on diversifying the province's energy sources, economy and workforce are also factors that attract renewable and clean energy development. So through your research, what is more economical for us, wind or solar energy? Well, I'm more focused on the socioeconomic impacts of renewable energy development, the jobs and the economic impacts, and I would trust the response of an energy analyst or a project developer more than mine regarding which forms of renewable energy is more economical. But I do think the context matters, hence why project developers put so much effort into the pre-development stage of projects, ensuring that they are placing their projects in areas where the resource, be it solar or wind, is greatest so they can get the best return on their investment. If we look at planned large-scale solar and wind projects, most of the solar projects are planned for the Brooks region and most of the wind projects are planned for the Medicine Hat region. So where do you see this all going in the next five years in our region? In the last few centuries, we've gone through many energy transitions and we're in one right now. In five years time, our energy systems will be more diverse with increased renewable resource, resources complementing current resources like natural gas. That's interesting. A lot of directions to go in the next few years. So we can move more into what's involved in putting up a wind and solar farm. Where do the turbines and towers come from that are put up like that we see? across our skyline and we're starting to see more of that. Well, to the best of my knowledge, many of the turbines and towers that go up in Alberta are manufactured and shipped by rail from Eastern Canada or the United States. Though last year there was an announcement that a wind turbine manufacturing company was buying the closed down Mitsubishi Hitachi power systems plant in Saskatoon. Solar panels are also shipped in, often from overseas and then transported inland. And for the turbines, once they get to rail yards that are near the project site, they're then transported by trucking companies. When I engaged with stakeholders for these reports, it was interesting to see that some people felt that Southeastern Alberta would be an ideal manufacturing and distribution hub for renewable energy. The Trans-Canada goes right through here. We have lots of land, even vacant industrial buildings, but others felt that it would never happen. For wind projects, oftentimes the company does construct or utilize existing buildings in or nearby the communities as maintenance or storage facilities. I think it would be beneficial to further explore opportunities for attracting manufacturing and distribution in the region. So going beyond just you know, seeing the, the wind turbines and the solar farms, but actually having companies like that Mitsubishi plant that's being refurbished to actually produce wind turbines here locally. So what training is required to work in the renewable energy industry? It seems like you touched on a lot of different things there. 
Well, the workforce report uh, really details that question a lot. Uh, it's a huge report. I think it's the biggest report in the strategy. There's a lot of information in there. And, you know, according to the International Renewable Energy Agency, over 10 million people were employed worldwide in renewables in 2017, mainly in solar photovoltaic. That number's been climbing every year for the past five years. So obviously with many large-scale solar and wind projects planned for our region and Alberta as a whole and Saskatchewan, there'll be a need for wind turbine technicians and solar PV installers. Lethbridge College offers a world-class one-year wind turbine technician program and Medicine Hat College offers regular short courses on solar PV installation. However, additional opportunities are also available in small-scale solar installation, home energy efficiency building and upgrades, and even skills in electric vehicle maintenance and repair. So as I said, the SEEDS workforce uh, report has a lot of information on careers and where to go for training, as well as profiles of eight individuals working in it. And again, that's all available on www.seedsalberta.ca. So how does Medicine Hat's existing labor force fit into this picture? Well, many of the industry stakeholders that I talked to for these reports stated that beyond Southeastern Alberta's abundant solar and wind resources, they all identified that the skilled energy and construction workforce in our region was also an opportunity for developing projects in Southeastern Alberta. Many workers in Southeastern Alberta have skills that were obtained in the oil and gas or construction industries that are transferable to careers in renewable energy and energy efficiency. Hmm. What kind of skills would those be, I'm curious, that would transfer? Uh, well, a lot of the, when you're looking at um, energy, there's, for example, we had, we asked our stakeholders, what do you think are going to be the seven in-demand jobs? So land agents was number one. And land agents is something that you need for both oil and gas and for renewables and many other things as well, too. Energy efficiency advisors, commercial and residential, solar installers, wind turbine technicians, operations and maintenance managers. Again, that's another occupation or skill that is transferable between the two. Project and site managers, electricians. Um, you know, if you look at something like um, road building, for example, you need to build roads to get to wells for oil and gas. You also need to build roads to be able to get to solar farms and wind turbines, wind farm sites, and that's a skill that is transferable easily between the two. It doesn't change whether it's an oil and gas site or whether it is a renewable energy site. Road building is road building, right? Capital Powers Whitlaw Wind Farm is slated to begin construction in late 2018, with the peak of that construction being in the summer of 2019. And they're anticipating approximately 200 workers contributing 280,000 to 300,000 construction hours. What sort of shortage of skill sets might there be in this industry as we're getting these projects up? Yeah, and I think that's an important note to make as we're getting these projects up because as these planned projects start to move past the planning stages and into the construction stage, stages, we're going to learn a lot more about the skill shortages that we have in our region for these projects. We know we have skilled energy and construction workers and businesses that can provide services to renewable energy development projects, from transporting the wind turbines to constructing roads and installing racking for panels. Where we will most likely see a shortage is in experienced technical and management positions. So the wind turbine technicians, the skilled project managers for renewable energy. So what role does Medicine Hat have to play in the renewable energy industry? I think Medicine Hat and all communities in Southeastern Alberta should be forward-thinking about the roles they can play in supporting the growth of the renewable energy and energy efficiency industries. The SEEDS reports provide a lot of information on these industries and explores the challenges and opportunities identified by industry and community stakeholders for these emerging industries in Southeastern Alberta. 
Renewable energy is quite new to our region, and as such, it's not an industry that many are well-versed in. Hence, these reports attempt to provide a baseline of information and resources for leaders to gain a better understanding of the impacts of these projects. Thanks for being on the podcast, Sandra. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on um, about the SEEDS reports that you wanted to add? Um, I don't think so. All I can add is that, uh, again, visit the SEEDS website, www.seedsalberta.ca. We also have a Twitter account, at SEEDS Alberta. Um, there's a lot of information out there. This, Like I said, these are emerging industries, um, and there's a lot. They're changing all the time. The technology is changing. Um, this we're going to see a lot of innovation in these regions. And so just making sure, you know, we'll be putting up as much information as we can on, on the SEEDS website and the SEEDS Twitter account. Um, and we also share a lot of other things on there as well from other organizations. So it's a great learning resource, as are the reports. Well, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll end this episode with a couple of Medicine Hat's economic indicators. The unemployment rate in April was 6.7%, and that's with a standard error of 2.3%. Meanwhile, on the real estate market, the median price of a house in Medicine Hat was $266,950. Most of the homes on the market sold for between $200,000 to $499,999. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at investmedicinehat.ca, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and iTunes.